podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Bear Den. This is an after hours edition. We are recording. This is at 10 p.m. on Friday night. And my name is Matt Workman. But always, I am joined by Joe Goodman. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. This is this is super late for me. 10 p.m. You yeah. and I are staying up this late. We're just two wild and crazy guys. Yeah. All right. I want to ask you this: Are you uh, are you having like a nightcap or anything going on right now? I, yeah, I got a little bev. I got I got a little bevy bev. I've got. So I'm gonna, I want to steal I'm, like a, a bit from from our friends uh, Amy and Etta, and like what, like so. What are you drinking? Tell me what you're drinking tonight. So I'm not sour graping it tonight, okay. but no, I have a Glenfiddich single malt. It's their um, okay. their bourbon barrel reserve. Awesome. I have a. I'm going with beer, and I have a a, a local brewery. It's like an Urban South brewery it's a holy roller hazy juicy ipa mm, delicious i mean we are a baylor podcast so i figured holy roller was a it's smart proper. yeah so did you watch the basketball the lead eight going up into the uh the final four did you catch any basketball after baylor was eliminated i had it on but i was it was like I was on Twitter or scrolling Reddit or something like that. Like I wasn't like fully invested in everything that was going on. I will, I will probably watch the final four games. Yeah, I didn't. I was, I was, I was in team. Like, uh, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Like I didn't really, yeah. Like I don't care. Like it's still going to be entertainment. And so, you know, Barring anything else amazing that I might want on TV tomorrow at five or or eight p.m., I, I'll be watching it. Like I'm pretty sure, no matter what, I'm going to watch the Duke North Carolina game because that's just that's just a cool thing that they're playing each other in the Final Four. Yeah, that is that's a, that's intriguing for sure because of the rivalry and everything, especially everything went on in the the ACC tournament. And North Carolina being Duke and all that. Um, did you? Are you going to cancel any concerts or anything of that nature to watch that game? <laughs> no, no, I am. I am not Eric Church. Okay. And I stand by. Like my take on that was like he's really doing them a favor, honestly. <laughs> I liked Eric Church. I think I don't know when his like first couple hits came out. I was probably like 19 and I was into it, but yeah, you know, I was 19. You can't really blame me. Yeah, for sure. Um, not me. I've, I'd, I couldn't name an Eric Church song. I couldn't tell you one, one song. Oh, he had one like real popular one while I was in college, but I do not remember what it was called. So yeah, I will, I have a, uh, dear, when is that game? Is that game? That's the 8 p.m. game. 8 p.m. So I'll be back. We have a church function where it's like a spring fair type of thing, which Mm -hmm. I'm volunteering. And so we will be here for the five. It's like between four and six thirty. So we will be occupied until six thirty. So yeah, I'll be back in to have the uh, North Carolina Duke game on. And we've got uh, we've got the Easter Bunny tomorrow, but that's Uh, that's at eleven a.m. So it does not uh, it does not block any of my basketball watching ability for tomorrow. So our neighbor, our neighborhood's bringing in the Easter bunny and doing like a, an egg hunt. So we're going to take the baby to get his picture taken. So it's like, okay. So we got like a, a live person dressed up as the Easter buddy. Is that correct that situation? Okay. Yes. So we're not talking so about live. My first foray as a father into Easter bunny land. Okay. So speaking of, I'm glad you brought it up. Do you growing up, did you have any like certain like Easter bunny or Easter traditions, not, not so much like church traditions, but like just Easter, you know, the secular Easter traditions. So, yeah, I got a basket every year. Like my mom always gives us a basket. I still, and she still does like my mom and my mother-in-law still both give me and my wife both uh, a basket every year. Um, and that would just be like, it had, it have chocolate. And a lot of times it would have like little like toys and stuff like nothing, nothing crazy, but like just, 
like oh here's like a mini water gun or like you know a little action figure um and then always money so like money's good yeah like 15 bucks total maybe when i was older that kind of thing but and even when i was a kid when my mom would do eggs like a lot of them would have candy but there'd be like 10 of them that would have a one dollar bill so you get like 10 bucks that's always good we would do so my mom did this thing i don't know if anyone else does this so the night before like saturday night we would have to hide our bath or no we would we would leave our baskets out and then empty and then we'd wake up in the morning and the easter bunny would come and filled our baskets but it's hidden and so you have to find hunt for your basket in the house see i guess i guess my family paid for the premium bunny because like he you didn't have to bring your own basket like the the bunny brought his own okay and and it was also just like in plain view on the dining table. I think we can talk openly. I don't think any children are listening to this. Um, <laughs> we can talk openly about the Easter buddies. Well, you know what? Like, that actually this so this actually ties into like did, ha, was your family into Santa Claus? Yeah, like up until the point to where I figured out, like I kind of figured out what's going on. I was so never told, mom, like, hey, Santa Claus is real. My mom is obsessed with Christmas, like to another level. And her like mantra has always been, if you don't believe you don't receive. And so she like every year, even even after I got older, it was like you had to you had to talk about what you wanted from Santa and talk about how you believed in Santa. Like, I think it was because she wanted to feel like she still had a kid, you know, like she always loved like baby version. And so like one year when I was like 14, I guess I was like angsty teen Joe. And I was like, I'm not going to entertain my mom with this year with it this year. And I was like, he's fake. We can stop this now. And she got so mad at me that I got like my mom's like big into buying presents. I got like one present that year. And she was like, <laughs> you, you didn't believe you don't receive. Sorry. <laughs> wow. So like we my wife's kind of like that, like it's it's a our house is it's the magic of christmas it's part of the magic of christmas yeah that's my mom yeah and so like we like i have a 13 year old or she'll be 13 next week and she she knows all she knows the truth like she's found out you know she took the 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 proper color red pill i guess and so she knows the she's not in the matrix anymore and but she has to pretend like she is because on top of Santa Claus, we have like elf on the shelf shit I got to do for like a month. And that has to, that's part of the magic. And so I that's why you're team Thanksgiving. Yeah. Cause like I, I was, as we talked earlier, like there's so Christmas is so much work for me that it's like, as soon as it, it takes over after Thanksgiving's over, it's like work starts, you know, I got to start moving elves and shit around. <laughs> Welcome everyone into this wonderful sports podcast. Yes. So let's jump into who's, it. Okay, let's let me just ask you the question. More. Who's going to win? We'll get back on topic. Who's okay. who's who's going to the national title and who's winning it all? So I got North Carolina and Kansas. And who's and who's going to win? I'm going to go I'm selfishly just going to say UNC because I want the team to beat Baylor to be the national champion. Okay, that's fair. I think it's going to be Duke, Kansas. Okay. And I th- I think I think Duke's going to pull it off and it's going to be like just the most uh, Why are you doing this to me, Joe? Why, why, sickening thing of all time. Why are you doing? Why? Why that you- he gets to go out with a win. Like I hate it, but I think it's going to happen. He's been on some like parade, like of talking about what's wrong with college basketball. I was reading articles this uh, today. Dude, he's an old man. He's he's <laughs> very very he's a very old man. <laughs> he's like burning his hair. Never got gray, but that doesn't make him not a very old man. Oh, and he, he's I going. He got gray. Oh yeah, he probably dies it <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but I, I think they're gonna win it all, and it's gonna be annoying. Baby girls. When when is the national championship game? Uh, I think it's Monday. Oh, dang it. I'll say if it was like on the fifth, I wouldn't be watching it because I'm just gonna rewatch the Baylor Gonzaga game on the anniversary. 
Oh, we gotta get we gotta we gotta get everybody together into a a, a virtual group watch on the fifth for sure. So you got Duke winning it all. I got UNC. Um, have you paid attention after the women were knocked out with any of the women's basketball? Uh, no. It has been it, it has been a hell of a week at work for me. I've just been so busy, so. I've well, been limited to my choice. There's been other things I've wanted to watch besides sports in general. Sure. Absolutely. And me too. I like I don't think I've watched any sports um since Baylor lost. I watched that the weekend. last 30 seconds of the NIT last night just to root for Xavier, but that was it. Yeah, and I don't I don't even I was keeping up with it. I was on Twitter, but I really like I've been like in a like a situation where like I think I watched some. I've watched some Baylor baseball just on when it's on like ESPN Plus and had it on while I was like cooking outside or something like that. But I really wasn't watching it. It was just like on. But yeah, I haven't like sat down like purposely like I'm going to watch this. Yeah, same. I have uh, I've watched one show. Like I made sure to sit down and watch it, but we'll save that for later. Oh yeah. And I think that's that's probably I'm probably in the same boat. Like I even watched other shows that I've, I've been trying to watch. I kind of like you know what I'm just kind of not in the mood for this. I'm just gonna like doom scroll until I fall asleep. It's kind of like. So there was there was uh, one day this week that I had to watch. Uh, Teddy had a fever. Okay. So he had to stay home from daycare, and so I was so I stayed home with him so my wife could go to work, and. Like I was able to like answer emails on my phone when he was taking naps and stuff. Yeah. But I just watched like two fast and furious movies that day. <laughs> Which two? Cause there's like nine. I watched four and five because I had never oh, seen them. Those are the, I think those are probably some of the best ones. Five for sure. I mean, they're all four. Yeah. Those are probably two of the best ones. They're all just junk food. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. It, I mean, it is what it is, but it's not like one is the like best. Two is like garbage. One is the best. Yeah, and I guess three is we're considering like Tokyo Drift three, right? Yeah, Tokyo Drift is three. So yeah, so I think like two and three are are not great. Well, you know who wrote two? No, it was two Baylor guys. Was it the like three ten to Yuma guys? Yeah, Derek Haas. Okay, Derek Haas and. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Chicago Fire guy. Yeah. Also, they also wrote Wanted. Yeah, absolutely. And as you mentioned, yeah, they write all or it's Derek Haas, I think, is the one who writes uh, all the Chicago, Chicago like, Fire. All the Chicago, like he has like an empire. It's like Dick Wolf with like Law and Order. It's like Chicago PD, Chicago Fire. I think they have a like medical show. They came and talked in uh, one of my classes. Oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty neat. Did you take Corpy in uh, Baylor? I did. Okay. So did I. I had him for one. Cl- I didn't. So there's like one main class. It's like intro to mass communications that he teaches and Darden yeah. teaches. And it's kind of like you, you take one or the other. And I had, I had Darden for that, but I did have Corpy for another class and I can't remember what it was. I think I had Corpy for intro to mass communications. Yeah. I had Darden for it. That Darden was amazing. Is, I loved him. That's a great class. Corpy is a great professor. Oh, yeah. I think if I remember right, Corpy gave extra credit if you owned the like ultimate DVD edition of Blade Runner because he was <laughs> obsessed with that movie. So I remember that this is the main takeaway from my my intro comp class is like we spent a, a large section of at least one class talking about the evils of like Liberty university and like Jerry Falwell. <laughs> Cause he has like personal experience being like, he worked at Liberty for so long and like to produce documentaries and stuff for the university. So he's like really burned. But I remember like, like I just see it like this feeling, like I've not given up this feeling against Liberty since then. <laughs> Were you a comms major? No, I just had to oh, have a, a class. Gotcha. Okay. I was a comms major. Okay. So no, no, I was a political science major. Gotcha. Yeah. So I had, 
I had classes like I lived in Castellaw. That's where probably half my classes were. So, yeah. All right. Let me. We got the final four, the women's final four, just so we can touch on just for a second. Um, South Carolina defeated Louisville tonight, and UConn is currently playing Stanford. And they have uh, Paige Buckets back. So, yeah, for sure. And. So, so they're 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 gonna probably a, win it. That's a good it's game. UConn. UConn's up up by five, looks like. And did you did South did you said South Carolina won? South Carolina won, yes. Yeah. So like I've, I'm strictly like rooting for teams based on if I have a t-shirt from home field in my possession. <laughs> it's like the, all I have left is like I have a Yukon and, and Louisville, and Louisville lost. So now all my all my so you're going for I'm deep, UConn, I'm all UConn. you're going for Gino, huh? Yeah, I'm all Yukon. That's fine. The status quo is fine. It's it that you won't get any. You, there's no new annoying fans with the with the status quo. I mean, these are all like status quo. To me, it's all like status quo. That's true. Like Stanford, UConn, Louisville, South Carolina. But there's there's no more status quo than UConn. No, you're right. Yeah, that's like going for a uh, Duke or North Carolina. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like being a Patriots fan. For sure. All right. So we did have some football stuff going. We have uh, spring football continues to to go along. Have you caught any um, snippets, news, any anything intriguing from or any takeaways from what you've read or seen about spring football? No, nah, man. It's I I haven't been able to really decipher anything. I've seen a number of the videos um, that people have put out, and I've I've been on Twitter not nearly as much this week mm-hmm. as I have been in the past. Um, but I still want to know what's going on with the QB battle. Have you heard anything on it? Um, I mean, it's, it's firmly like a two person race. I know there's some people out there like drones could step up, but from what I hear, like, that's not really the case. It's shaping and, um, Gary, that's it. And from if you watch like some of the if you listen to the pro day interviews after the fact or watched any of the footage the what you could get on Twitter, I mean they were saying like Gary's arm was like was like it was spinning it and he was it was alive it was like he's like improved and got stronger from last year, which leads me to believe that it's probably going to end up he's probably going to end up winning the job out of spring. Yeah, I still think he was just really banged up at the end of last year. Yeah. And new offense, and I think they're they're expanding the offense a little bit because it's year two under Grimes. So you're going to throw a little bit, you know, more wrinkles of what he does into the offense from what they did last year. So you may see more of what people wanted to see out of that offense as far as like the explosiveness. Yeah, I'm excited about seeing seeing year two because this like this is also a year two for Mateo. So. And yeah. all the offensive line is coming back, so you should even see like maybe even them taking a step forward. And that was a huge. Yeah, strength I think in the they're adding technique. Year. From what I've seen, they're adding some like technique and on on the um, offensive line. So you're going to see a little bit more variation in their blocking schemes. I did see um, the mic'd up video with the Dennis Johnson, though. Did you catch that? I didn't. Oh, it was real good. Also, uh, they did a mic'd up with uh, Shannon Bell one day at one of the practices. It was great. I heard good things also speaking of quarterbacks, like there's a there's a walk-on quarterback, um, CJ Rogers from Argyle. And he didn't have a lot of offers because it was during that COVID year. And it was just it was just a weird situation. But I mean, everyone talks about like like he's like a D1 like scholarship quarterback that no one he just didn't get any scholarship offers. And he's a preferred walk-on at Baylor, and they're saying. If anyone does or ever would transfer, like if, you know, of the backups, like say drones or shaping, if they decide to transfer, you know, with the in this age of the portal, that they think that he's immediately going to be going to get a scholarship. Like he's, he's, and some people are saying like he has a better arm than drones right now and hmm. just as athletic. Well, I mean that's interesting that's to something see. To look at. I mean that's like a yeah. looking down the line future type of thing. But and then we've still got we've got Austin Novosad. Yeah, for Wait, sure. He's going to be coming in a couple. Of, man, it's it, we're going to be. I think that's what brought it up was like we weren't too broken up that we don't have a a twenty two quarterback 
because you had CJ Rogers there, which they is like almost like a de facto 22 quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not too worried about the QB room right now. Other things in the in the spring football, I think our defensive line is going to be probably the best in the Big Twelve. I, I did see one video of uh, of Ika beating the hell out of a tackling dummy. Yeah, I mean, just look at the depth on that. If they could get that rotation going, like it's like it's nothing serious, especially with adding in Jackson Player to the to the mix with Ika and TJ Franklin and. Cheating and it, yet another year under Aranda. Yeah. So with the same, same coaching, same position coach, same defense. After you know, this is the third year in the same defense. So TJ Franklin had an interesting quote. I don't know if you listened to his interview after the fact. After like one of the practices, they had like defensive line gave up, and they asked about the differences, and and he said he said something. I'm gonna paraphrase but he said you know it's for him the change was having a coach who actually cared about them and i was like that's weird that's a weird thing to say hmm. going from rule to aranda yeah which I, i'm assuming that's what he meant hmm i i'm gonna i i'm not gonna comment on anything with rule <laughs> Now, sticking with the football team, though, okay. did you see anything from the pro day that happened the other day? Awesome times and measurements and things of that nature and a few clips. There wasn't a stream or anything. So you're kind of like depending on media that are like posting Twitter, Twitter clips and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, you know, we saw some times. I mean, Petrie did what Petrie does, and that's did very well, like killed field drills, and then apparently ran really well. So he's just kind of like staying in that one to two range as far as the draft goes. I think Bernard did good things, had a good time. Field Again, field drills, they're, they're going to kill like field drills because they're just so fluid and good athletes, both of those guys. Yeah. Did you see – Though the the like the extra participant that we had, yes, and I found that very interesting because we had former Baylor running back, yes, uh, who played for Penn State this year, John Lovett, famous for sending a Texas player through the crust of the earth, yes, with a stiff arm, twenty nineteen. But he came all the way down to Waco because he's not from Texas. He's no, he's from, from New York. I mean, I yeah. think we recruited him out of New Jersey. Yeah, he's from New Jersey, finished at Penn State, and didn't apparently didn't participate in the Penn State Pro Day, but uh, came Wasn't back recruited to, by Aranda's staff. Yeah, no. This is a Transferred guy. away after a, apparently some drama last year. Yeah, this is a real, you know, Fran Brown guy. Right. Guys that are not here. Yeah. And so... So I don't know. Maybe he's trending in Texas, you know, praying for a draft. Maybe, he's, you know, there's a bunch of those, you know, trainers and people like that. And like DFW. He may, maybe he wanted to just come down and do it with his boys. And yeah. He everyone with those that guys. was doing it, Abner, all those guys, you know, that, that that's, that's the people he came in to Baylor with. Yeah. I mean, Kalen Barnes, Terrell Bernard, sure. Zeke Brown, Abner, Estrada, he didn't really play with. He played with McVeigh, Xavier Newman Johnson, Jalen Petrie, Ab- Abram Smith, Ferrali Tejada, Taekwon Thornton, Giancarlo yeah. uh, Valentin, JT Woods, all those guys he's he's played with, played with. And play, yeah, and they played, you know, like he had one year at Penn State. He was here for three years. No matter what the reason was, that's there's no better marketing than that to me. Like this yeah. kid transferred away and he still came back to us to participate in our pro day. You can, you can spend that in so many different ways. Number one is our pro day is so great that people that didn't even go here or that left us want to come back and participate in it. Cause they yeah. think it gives them the best chance to be drafted compared to a powerful big 10, big 10 school. Or it can be like our staff is so welcoming and so well thought of by our, you know, by our players that guys that transferred for X reasons still come back here. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, I think is like, so I don't know like what the, 
how this all started, but either, you know, we reached out to like the coaching staff said, you want to come down or he reached out to them, but either way, there's enough of a relationship there to where like, it was like, yeah, I want to be with my, my guys. Absolutely. So I, I love that he did it. I loved, love it when he was here. Uh, I'm happy he came back and participated. Um, I do have a list of like a handful of some of the guys' 40s, though. Eric Kelly tweeted them out, and it was okay. so there's some of the more interesting ones, mm -hmm. which were like Abram Smith. What do you think he ran his 40 in? Well, I, I know you do. Yes, there's a four, five, four, five. Yeah, yeah, four, five, oh. All right, okay, now I'm gonna quiz you. See if you Let's remember. Stop. Let's stop. I want to, I want to touch. I think that is an amazing time for Abram Smith. And I think, oh, Abram it's a, a draft. I mean, he's a, he's a drafted player. Oh, for sure. I was yeah. expecting like four six. Yeah, I mean like that, four, that's five, a five. great time. So, because he's a he's a big dude. Yeah. Well, he was like he measured in. I think something like six foot six one two thirteen, running a four five. I mean that's that's a load. What do you think, Mister Play himself, Jaron McVeigh ran? Our call because I read the tweet. Um. It's like it's a four, 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 one, four, four, one, and that tells you why he's uh, able to stop running backs before they get. Remember to the, the joke was always like Rule said he has a walk on play running to four three. And it was Jared McVeigh. Yeah, close, but not close. close. <laughs> uh, Love it's forty. Was he a four five? Four four two. Four four two. Oh, he's better than yeah. I thought. That's a good time for him too. I mean, geez. Yeah. Four four. I mean, he's a he's a load too. He's not a small guy. He's he's very similar to Abram Smith in the running yeah. style. All right, I've got two more. Tejada Island, Raleigh Tejada himself. What do you think he ran? I'm gonna go he, he ran in four threes. Four four one. Four four one. Okay. Same but. speed as Jaron McVeigh. And a tenth of a, or a hundredth of a second faster. Than John Lovett. All right, and finally, let's go with one of the big boys, John Carlo Valentin. Well, I know, I know this one. This is a five-four. Five-four, baby. For some reason, that one stuck in my head like a five-four because I think that's still that's moving. It for someone not. his size. It's not five-four. <laughs> I mean, he's like three hundred pounds. Yeah, and like six-four. I am not athletic. Like I was, I was, I was an okay three A private school athlete, and the fastest I ever ran was a five three, and that's faster than him. You got to be faster than seventeen yeah, year old me. You're not six five, three hundred pounds. Still, but like seventeen year old me was not an impressive specimen. Like I was okay, like it was fine, like I wasn't bad, but. I wasn't D one athlete. You got to be faster than me. Like I got, I can, I can give you crap if I've ever run faster than you and you're at a pro day. Here's the thing. Lineman forties don't matter. Oh, of course if not. They're like 10, it's a 10 yard split. That's what matters. But if me at any period in my life is faster than somebody that is good enough to be participating in a tryout for the NFL, I, I'm 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 allowed to say something, and so I get to say something this time. I don't, I'm honestly, I don't remember a single forty yard I, I ever ran when I played football. Really? But again, that was like twenty five years ago. So it's very is also very likely that my five three was much slower, and my uh, my coach had a quick hand. So who knows? True. All right, what else from Pro Day? You got anything else? Um, I know that they had some. Um, it's some they had meetings afterwards. It looks like Abram Smith met with a couple teams. Um, the uh, Commanders, which is going to get hard to remember to say that Washington Commanders, I think, had a meeting with him, um, which he is very rem reminiscent of, like um, Alfred Morris, kind of the same type of back. Um, and I think. Petrie had a meeting with the Giants and the Eagles, which again, yeah, I saw a fan, bunch of good. Eagles fans getting excited on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, they're like, "You look good in the green, all that stuff." And then, but we'll see. We shall see. I think 
if I was reading into this, there's a chance that Peachy Kent could probably sneak into the first round. I, it's a non-zero possibility for sure. Yeah. The other ones I think are just, they're going to be day two picks for sure or later. Yeah. But we're gonna have we're gonna have a uh, a nice little haul of guys drafted this year. I think so too. Yeah, I think. Um, so I think like Petrie, Bernard, and Abram are are probably definitely drafted. I think Taekwon is drafted just based on his his um, combine numbers, mm-hmm. and probably Kalen Barnes as well. I think those guys yeah. are just based on their speed because most coaches think like if you give me some like those intangibles that you can't coach i can i can teach them how to play a position i can yeah, teach them there's, technique there's no harm in throwing a sixth or seventh at those guys yeah because you could throw a sixth or seventh and you know you could stash them on a practice squad for like two years right yeah but that's my only takeaway um i hope everyone does well i'm super excited about the draft i'm a draft nerd and so like i'm i'm really pumped about um here in baylor Mentioned a lot. All right, Matt. Let's 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 dive into the the dessert. Okay, I do want to. If people are listening and they have not watched episode one of Moon Knight, um, this is your like spoiler warning, I guess, because we are going to talk about it. We've both seen it, so we're going to talk about episode one. So there it is. And before we, yeah, the spoiler warning. Real quick though, did you go see Batman? No, and here's the thing. You're the worst. Here's the thing. It's like gonna be on HBO Max like in on the 19th. So like, do you have a do you have like a media room with like amazing speakers and a super high end TV or projector? I do have a super high end TV. But what about the sound? Just have like a sound bar. That's pretty good sound. Oh, Matt. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's saving me money. Is the way I'm looking at it. Because to take me and my daughters to the movie, that's not a cheap outing. It's creating memories, Matthew. I'm saving them from COVID. Memories. Um, all right, fine. I'll ignore you on that. All right, Moon Knight, you watched it. But I'll, I'll say this, going back to Batman, I, I do know what happens because I'm not a spoiler phobe, so I can't avoid things on the internet. Okay, fair enough. So but we won't talk about it. I did watch that, like a deleted Joker scene on on the YouTube. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. That was awesome. Okay, final warning: Moon Knight spoilers coming now. Yeah, uh, Matt, tell me what you thought. I liked and, it. Hold on, first off, did you know anything about Moon Knight before? No. no. Okay. Not at all. Have no frame of reference whatsoever. And I liked it. I, I thought I dug it. It was uh, interesting, for sure. I wish they would have like given me some more, but it's like an episode one. So it's fine. I, I think it's like, they know I'm going to keep watching it. So they didn't need to like make episode one too amazing, but I have limited knowledge of moon Knight. I've, I've heard him talked about on like a couple of podcasts that I've listened to over the years. Um, and I've, I think there's some memes that have already existed around him. Um, so like I had some idea of like who he was, was and what he's supposed to be um i think they're going a like a little more supernatural th- with things in this one because he's supposed to be more like just a like a, he's he's basically like a marvel batman yeah he's like a batman pastiche yeah um, and it, he was more like a vengeance type of like character with dissociative identity disorder yeah <laughs> yeah so I think one thing I picked up, like, so like we get introduced to like Stephen Grant to start off the episode, you know, Oscar Isaac playing Stephen Grant. And I, so in the comics, like Captain America, Steve Rogers, Captain America, his full name is Stephen Grant Rogers. So I'm, I'm extrapolating this, the, the, the Stephen Grant persona that's that's a that's not the real person inside of the the body do you do you okay hold on uh uh, do you want me to like tell you like i can tell you what's up okay uh this is this is like moon knight overall spoilers at least 
how it happens in the comics. Um, yeah, so St- Stephen Grant is a is an alter for so Mark an, Spector. Yes, correct. Mark Spector. He, Mark Spector is the real, the like real, real the, person, and yeah. Stephen Grant is. So based off of what happens in the first episode, where he has a cell phone with people trying to contact him, I'm, I'm guessing what has happened is his altar of Stephen Grant has taken over for about eight months of time, with the exception of some like night jaunts that have happened and he thinks that he's currently sleepwalking but yeah mark specter is is the like main person who exists as as moon knight and then i'm guessing the other voice is i don't remember the name of the god but the egyptian god that basically makes him moon knight is the other voice that you heard a few times Kanshu, Kanshu, or Kalshu, something like that yeah yes um there's a there's a great YouTube channel I subscribe to called Variant Comics and they do like kind of like the history of videos. So I went back and watched like the history of they kind of did like one of like Kanchu. So you kind of get the whole like backstory of who that is and what it means to the Moon Knight specifically. But yeah. And um but I liked it. You know, I'm I'm into like the Egyptology stuff. I'm digging it. And so and knowing nothing about the character. Uh, it left me like, you know, I can't wait for the next episode. How do you feel about the casting of Ethan Hawke? Oh, that's great. Really? I mean, Ethan Hawke just, just does a, I think he just is in his bag. It's just, it just feels so weird to me that it's Ethan Hawke. It is because I think he's one of the first ones to kind of make those like comments that everyone makes about how, you know, Mar- you know Marvel or DC or whoever, like they're kind of ruining cinema and all that. And then he turns out being in a, a series, not even a movie. Yeah, and it's he's a like a Egyptian god cult leader. Yeah, he worships. I forgot the name of the god, but one of the Egyptian gods, and is yeah a cult leader. Oh, Walk, the, he puts glass in his shoes god. in the opening scene with a with Bob Dylan playing in the background. It's just it's it was whack. It was. Weird. It was just a way crazy way to open the uh, the episode. So, what do you think is going to happen? Like we've seen, we've seen one episode of this so far. Yeah. Where do you think we're going? I think, I mean, it's, it's going to be a mix. I think of like Batman esque type of things, to where you have like. Under the cover of darkness, you have Moon Knight doing Moon Knight things, which we haven't seen a lot of. We saw like one small snippet in the first episode of Moon Knight, actually. But I think it's also going to go, it's going to be more like an almost like a uh, Indiana Jones type adventure type thing, considering we're talking about Egyptology, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think it's going to be like adventure slash um, your typical marvel escapade are we gonna stay in london i don't think so because i know i I mean i know they filmed around other places so okay so i'm pretty sure you're gonna see various locales yeah i'm uh i am pretty stoked about it like the visuals in the show like the way the first episode ended i think thought was like the most killer part but yeah i would have liked to have seen the fight so if you're still listening and you haven't watched it and you don't care about the spoilers, this, the episode ends with uh, essentially Moon Knight getting in fight, getting into a fight with a kind of like supernatural, super Egyptian dog. I think it's like they, they it's been referred to as like a jackal. Yeah. There you, okay. Yeah. It's a jackal, but it's like big and monster scary. Big it's, monsters, like a, yeah. it's like a were jackal. Yeah. And, uh, but they don't show the fight. They just like have the camera outside of the bathroom where the fight's going on. You see the jackal try to escape, get dragged back in. Yeah. The, if I would have a critique, it'd be a lot of times in this first episode when, when Mark Steven does, does, you know, phase out, blank out and fight, you don't see the fight. It's like, you see him come back from it in the aftermath. Yeah. That was a unique way of telling the story. Like I did appreciate that. Like it's like where there's just this split second and then he wakes up and he's like, I don't remember beating the crap out of all these guys that are around me, but for him, it's just a single blip in time. 
Yeah. Um, I thought that was a unique, like unique style to tell a story, but I agree. It's like, it, it's also kind of cheap because now. Also, yeah. Have... Like I, I want to see Oscar Isaac do like badass shit, you know? Yeah. It makes me worry with what they're trying to do is save money and like yeah. time. Like, Hey, instead of having to choreograph a fight scene that we have to shoot for six hours. Yeah. We're just going to like, all right, we're going to do this take cut. Okay. Everybody lay down as if you've just gotten your ass kicked action. Yeah. And I, I know, and I can, I can guarantee that. you the reason we didn't see the, the fight in the, at the end was because that would have been like a crazy high CGI budget. So they saved money, yeah. not actually showing us the fight. Yeah. And some of the, I, I noticed some CGI, like when the guys are hit by the logs that's totally yes. CG. I mean, you can tell. But one thing talking about that is I was talking to a guy at work and he was like, he was asking about it. And I was like, well, yeah, like, the people die. It's like not your typical Marvel thing. Like there's blood and he, there's definitely like death going on. Like those yeah. guys are dead. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> yeah, they're dead, dead, like real yeah, dead. They're dead. <laughs> All right, so I think I think you and I are both we're on the Moon Knight train, excited about episode two, ready to see some more of what happens. Yeah, but they, I mean, I'm I'm the epitome of like what like a lot of like people hate because like I'm I'm like a Marvel like shill. Like they they got me. Like, like what I, you I, like, I, man. I'll, I'll watch with like, I I I mean I am too. Like I'm not like a diehard fanboy or anything, but I will watch everything they put out. Yes, and I think more the more I sit with some stuff, you know, you'll come up with critiques and things like, like I, I really was into like WandaVision, but then after it was out, I was like, you know, I was like, well, it's okay, you know. That's the one thing I haven't finished. I have not finished WandaVision. Yeah, well, I mean, with you kind of have to with the. Uh, I know, I know, I'm going out. to, but I've seen like I watched all of Loki. I watched all of um, um. Falcon, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Hawkeye. I watched all of Hawkeye. Like they had the um, Miss Marvel trailer. I don't know if we talked about that. Yeah, we talked about it twice. Okay, yeah. So like <laughs> it was like, you know, like they, it was almost like, yeah, of course I'm going to watch it. I mean, why not? Marketed they've, to me, but yeah, of course I'm going to watch it. They, they've built up trust. Like I know I'm going to be entertained. Yeah, that's absolutely. what it is. It's I, I'm not going expecting it to be an Academy Award winning film, but I'm going to be entertained. So you've got me hooked there. So, OK, now another piece of like major pop culture. Uh, from when we were younger and it's still pretty popular today, got its own show as well that premiered last week. Um, do you have Paramount Plus and have you yeah. watched Halo yet? Um, I do and I haven't. So you want to talk about like you because I it made me think about it when you mentioned like those dudes died like Halo is uh, I've only watched the first episode. I still need to go watch the second. But yeah, Halo is uh, it's it, it does not pull its punches. So, yeah, um, I'm going to watch it. Um, I wasn't super big into the game. So it wasn't like a lot of people like super, they couldn't wait for it. I was obsessed. Halo yeah. one through three obsessed. So it wasn't big into it. So I played it, but I wasn't like obsessed with it. So, but I did know some things about it. So then I asked a couple questions from my guy, my friend, and you know, because I was like, does the, does uh, like Master Chief? Is he like, do you show his face? Because I was because they were he wasn't in the trailer. They didn't show his face in the trailer. He, he does. Like, yeah, he's, like, he's and like, it's I was like, okay. It's spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, just it, what I never knew was that um, Master Chief is from Baltimore because yeah. as the guy yeah. that's playing worked, him is worked on the docks. Is, he worked on the docks in the wire in season two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I when he took his helmet off, I was not expecting it to be that actor. Um, there is some fan service in it too, though. Um, again, spoiler alert. So like there's a, there's a pretty like major fight scene that happens after about maybe the first five minutes and it's it's a number of spartans including master chief against a bunch of elites um and there's some fan service in the scene like he gets hit a few times and he can like he has the shield meter it goes down and it's like do 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 
just like it does like the exact same sound as the game and he like takes cover and once he takes cover long enough like the shield comes back and it goes just so i don't know it was just super cool and all the guns are like the exact same guns that are in the game um that they used uh so yeah it was it was super cool to see some of that stuff in live action the story i'm not sure how good it's going to be but i'm going to continue watching yeah um i'm gonna watch it just because you know it's like even like you said it's part of our youth you know it's a video game and my they haven't done a good video game movie or series or like really good yet that i can think of off the top of my head but i would love for halo to be the first one that really like nails it yeah if they can pull it off, I'd be I'd be very it all it didn't have to be good. It just has to be not bad. Yeah. For sure. Just just be not bad. It's a cool universe. Just just exist. Is there anything else? Anything that, uh, else watching or anything that you're um any pop that's, like culture? The, that's the main stuff, man. I will be watching like I said, I'll watch the two final four games tomorrow. Yeah. Um I don't know what I'll watch on Sunday. Oh, I did watch uh, last weekend. I watched Picard. Okay. It's like an eight episode series or something uh, that was on Paramount Plus. So over Saturday and Sunday, I watched I watched that series, which was pretty good. So did you watch the Oscars on Sunday? I didn't watch a second of the Oscars. I got sent a clip that happened at the Oscars. I was in bed. And I got a text from my buddy Dave, and he said, "Did you see this?" And it was it was it was minutes after the slap happened, but he okay. sent me a link to, to the video. And so yeah, I saw the slap, and then I existed on Twitter in real time, watching watching the world react and sending out my stupid jokes. Yeah, and then I had to live through the next few days of watching everybody just not letting it die. Yeah, so like. I participated for probably a, a day. Monday. It was funny for a day. Like, Monday, I, I I said I'm putting it to bed. Yeah, and I haven't responded or quoted or talked about it. So, but my experience was me and my wife were watching it live because after our our discussion we have with Dex, I was like, "Well, I'm going to watch the Oscars and and you know kind of see how it all pans out." And I decided I was like, "I'm just going to get sleep." I was tired. Absolutely. And I get that. And that's normally my my stance. So I thought, well, I'd watch it. So we were watching it. Kids are in bed. And we were watching it live. And my first, like everyone in the world, probably, I was like, is that, was that like a bit? We're doing like a bit? And because in, you know, I'm in America, I don't get the the uncut like feed like Australia got. And so you they, they cut drop the sound out. So you don't know the back and forth that's going on. You just see like the camera, but they put it on Will Smith and you can, you can read his lips. And I was like, Oh no, this is real. He's that dude is, is uh, not, not having it, whatever's going on. So, but then after that, I was like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to live on Twitter for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah. I, I was a man. I was so close to falling asleep. And, and then I saw my phone. I saw like who it was. And that's why I was like, oh, why is why like he's, he's one of my closest friends and he lives he lives on the East Coast. So he's okay. he's in Eastern time zone. So I'm like, man, what is he doing up? And what is he texting me for right now? And and then I was like, oh, crap. Well, now I'm going to exist on Twitter for two hours tonight and not get any sleep. Yeah. And so, you know, I had my you know, I made my jokes and I retweeted stuff. And then Monday came around. It was kind of like a little bit of aftermath. Then after that, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of, I'm kind of done. Yeah. Did you see Daniel Radcliffe? Plus, it was the same it? jokes. I see. I yeah. started seeing just the same stuff. Like it, it had gotten. Yeah. It had made the rounds to where like somehow the same people jokes are, were going people viral. Are for repeating different jokes. People. Yeah, they're they're seeing a joke and then they're just trying to pass it off as their own joke. Yeah. But I did love Daniel Radcliffe's response when he was asked about it. Did you get to see that? Uh, I don't remember what he said, but yeah, I saw somebody that quote tweeted it that said it's it, it's hilarious that um, a, a movie franchise that should have like created the worst child actors of all time was created like the best child actors of all time. 
Yeah, it was something to the effect of he was asked about it. He, you know, like, did you see it? And he was like, yeah, I saw it. And then he'll kind of ask, like, do you have anything to add? And he was like, he was like, he kind of the fact, like, I'm already so like astonishingly bored with people's opinions about it that I just don't want to add mine to that list. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's what it is. Like, the, I'm I'm amazed at the people that are like say like I was like or acting like they were traumatized by this like some of the language that I've seen used around this like I think I think both dudes messed up royally like I think I think Chris Rock messed up with what he said and I think I think Will Smith messed up with what he said like but at the end of the day like I just don't think it's that big of a deal like I don't know why people care as much as they do yeah I mean it was just more about like the basic the way those things work you know, we've people, been people just shows. want to clutch pearls like they want. I feel like they, they, they just they want to be offended by this for some reason. So, yeah. So like the, the joke, in my opinion, was was relatively tame. But and also not a good joke. It, it wasn't a good. It, it was in bad taste. Like that's what that's what it is. It, it's a bad taste. It, joke. It's, it's in bad taste. If you're aware of this, like, I didn't know the situation prior to the joke. So it's in bad taste if you're aware of the situation and you make a joke anyway. If you don't know and you just think it's a, you know, a choice. I don't know. Choice. Like you, if if you made like a your mama joke and I was like, my mom just died. Like you didn't know, but you would feel like a piece of shit for saying. It. Like it doesn't. Yeah, it's still a shitty yeah. thing to do. So I don't know. That's how I feel about that. I but just... and I, I and at the same time, like I just, I don't think. I don't think it was that big of a deal. And then I don't think. Oh, yeah, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think any of it was that big of a deal. Like people are like, he should be charged with assault and battery. I'm like, no, no, it's not that big of a deal. I think to a point like you you probably don't go on stage and do that. I think that's. Oh, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't go on stage and do that. I mean, Chris Rock's been doing this Chris Rock thing for like. 35 years. Yeah, but I mean, all we're doing right now is exactly what Daniel Radcliffe said we shouldn't do. So. (laughs) <laughs> yeah who cares yeah, that's all i have to say this. about it i was gonna do this i don't have any other opinion about it yeah i don't care yeah in the grand scheme of things i don't care the like, will smith's gonna come out with another movie here pretty soon and i will probably go and, see it. And i'll be honest with you i haven't i can't name the last will smith movie i saw but also can't name the last time i watched kids rock new comedy so yeah he hasn't been relevant in a while so i mean Though right now his shows are selling out like crazy. It's the best thing. Yeah, of course. And oh, a lot of, I do watch a lot of stand up comedy and they're up in arms. Oh, I know. I know. I loved a lot of the, the what ifs like, well, what if it was this? What if this had happened? It's that's like, such, that's such the, <laughs> that's the dumbest shit. Because well, guess what? Your that. scenario didn't happen. So why? Yeah, no. Like, that? what if it was Jason Momoa? Well, he wouldn't make that joke. So that, that's irrelevant. <laughs> that don't make any sense to me. What if it was The Rock again? The woman that said, "What if it was do- Betty White?" <laughs> or like Judd Apatow saying, "Like he could have killed him." Like how? <laughs> that's just such proof. You like, know what has to happen for Chris Rock to die in this scenario? I've been punched in the face. Like I've been punched in the face. He got open hand slapped. Like, come on. It's <laughs> so he'd have to hit him with such force. Die. I mean, the only way this happens is he hits him with such force, he staggers backwards, loses his footing, hits his head, and then cracks his skull. Yeah, like and it would be a real gold I mean it would be something for final destination. <laughs> it's just a ridiculous scenario. Well, he deleted the tweet, but like, you know, you can't delete tweets. They're going to live on forever. Yeah. They live on forever. If you have a horrible take, like he could have killed him. It was like, okay, I'm going to screenshot this. We have, we have, we have sanctioned boxing and, 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 and mixed martial arts in this country. Like, I promise it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, I just, <laughs> that is some wild thinking. That's like some sheltered life thinking that, I mean, like like you said, like, I've been in a fight. Yeah, like, I have been in a fight. Like, I've been given a black eye before. Like Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, 
like with a closed fist with all your force like stepping into it got hit like yeah. this isn't like just like he didn't like really step into the slap no it was just it was all a, like it was just a smack uh, that was just it's so funny exhausting but hopefully we're gonna be done with it soon yeah apparently but there's like news every day and it's on like good morning american i'm like oh yeah i did see t- I, I did get all the text like all the alerts today from like cnn and everybody on my phone and it was like will smith has resigned from the academy like i don't even know what that means i don't know what that means i don't i don't have any I, idea i, 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 oh, I didn't know you can't vote on a movie i mean i don't know what that means the, the sheer number of news alerts like i got it from like i got it from yahoo from cnn um i don't i think i got like four different alerts about it from different apps that i have and like like I, I, I legitimately have no idea what the consequences of resigning from the academy you are. You can't go. You can't present an award next year. Like that'll take. Uh, that'll show them. Yeah. <laughs> and the way they're talking about it, and I want to move on. I really do. But the way they're talking about it is like, like you said, yes, he shouldn't have done it, but it was such a. I mean, it was such a tame, tame thing. I mean, go on, go to like World Star Hip Hop and watch some of those videos. Yeah, that's like legit, like like violence. <laughs> but you're talking about he. That's a simple like like that's a simple conversation with your kid. Like if your kid was watching the Oscars, being like, "Look, he, that's that's not how we handle conflict." Like, okay, you should you should never ever hit people. You should never ever be the aggressor. Okay, but but. But what happened was was X, Y, and Z. Like I don't know. It's a, to me. It just seems like I don't understand the outrage. Of people. Yeah, and my whole thing about it with talking to my wife, I was like, I don't, you know, things like that don't happen. You know, I'm from, I'm from the country. Like, yeah, I've seen fights between people over like because someone disrespected a girlfriend or something like that. The problem, uh, the reason I has like it wasn't smart because like you know handle that shit backstage. You know, don't do that in front of like God and everybody and you know 13 million people. Yeah. All right. But, I don't care. We're done with it. I don't care. I'm done. Anything else you're watching? Any other pop culture? I think that's about it. I, mean, I notice zeitgeist. you're wearing. I notice you're wearing your the latest home field shirt for the uh, the same. Oh no, that's no, no, no. the University of Delaware. This is uh, this is like the Blue Hens. Ah, the Blue Hens of Delaware. Yeah. Uh, alma mater of Joe Flacco. Yes. And. Our president. Oh, that's that is also an excellent point. Welcome to political bear den. Yeah, where we point out where where uh, presidents went to school. Yes, that's what we do, (laughs) Delaware. But uh, I don't think I'm watching anything else. You know, uh, Moon Knight, and then April's really. I don't think anything's coming out. I mean, it's going to be like Moon Knight every week, and then up until the I'll have Moon Knight, Halo, and Winning Time. Winning Time. I want to talk about this because I love the last episode so much. My, have you got so to see it. The only downside is I just I want more of it every time I watch it. You're right. That's it. Like I want. I wish I could binge that show because I don't. I hate when it ends and. It's it's finally getting to like the like I don't know how much basketball is actually in the show, but I you know I don't really care because I think John C. Riley's doing such a good job playing this character of of Doctor Bus that I just I'm mesmerized every time he's like on the screen. Yeah, do you know historically what happens? Like, what the, don't they win the championship this year, this season? They do, but do you know like do you know? All like the ends, like so. What happens to the the current coach? I know Jack the McKinney. coach like gets injured. Yeah, he so he gets hurt. The the one they just hired accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I mean, and then yeah, I know Paul that he, Westhead, he who's played by Jason Siegel, becomes the head coach. Yeah, and I was waiting. I think it's wild how they're portraying like Pat Riley as or Adrian Brody as Pat yes. Riley. Adrian Brilli has this 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 caricature of Pat Riley because it is it is intriguing because Pat Riley is such a powerful character on the NBA scene to see him so like 
and my memories of him is like you know the slick back hair and the put together like like suits armani suits and all that in full control yeah he's like so disheveled and like being like assistant broadcaster or whatever he's doing and travel secretary yeah and so like it's just wild to see like this is how it's being portrayed for this particular season i think the funniest or like maybe the most entertaining person is actually uh jerry west yeah that's another like because he's like, you know, like they even call him this in the show. Like he's like the logo. He's the logo then. Yeah. He's just a giant asshole. Though. It's hilarious. Yeah. Unhinged also. Yeah. Absolutely unhinged. And like all kinds of like, you know, like bag, you know, they show the, I'll just go ahead and spoilers for waiting time. So when they show that, I guess it was maybe the second episode when they show him like in West Virginia with like the, abusive father and he's outside shooting hoops and his hands are like till his hands are bleeding because mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, a cold obviously and so you see like he's like got all this baggage and to how that forms him and shapes him of, like even in like his highest moment like he's just feeling like emptiness yeah so yeah and he likes to break wild. trophies yeah <laughs> so but it's 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 a great show. I'm really liking it. Yeah, I I I I am very much enjoying it. Um, my the only downside is that it, and I guess this is a good thing. It's like it elongates it, but it's almost like I don't know which I prefer. If it all it all it all being released at once or being weaked out. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I winning time is one of those where I'm just like I just I just want to keep watching it, even though I know what happens because it's a, it's a historical it. show. Cause I just, I'm just, I want to see the, like, I want to see the things I don't know or what they're trying to portray, whether or not it's true is another story, but I want to see this stuff. Well, I mean, some parts are true. I mean, there are like exaggerations, I think, because it's based on a book. Right. Um, But I think like the things about like, like Dr. Buss, like Jerry Buss, like he was during this time, like very, very charming. And like, all that is like legit. Like he's, like he was a ladies man to the to the point that they maybe not to the point that they portray in the show because it is kind of exaggerated and it's HBO. So you got to have some level of nudity in the show, but it's like, that, that's wild. Cause you try to watch that. And okay. It's like, this is like shocking. <laughs> some of the scenes when it comes to that particular part of it, but John C. Riley just does such a great job of being such a likable character. He's so good. He's yeah. so, so good. To where, like, I never really liked Jerry Buss, like, as a sports fan, mostly because I don't like the Lakers. But um, watching this, I was like, man, I love, like, I love Jerry Buss. He's just such a likable character on this show. He, uh, the Lakers were always a team that I, uh, I never really hated him. I respected him. Like they annoyed the hell out of me. And I, I guess I did hate them, but they had I had respect for Kobe and Shaq and Gasol. Well, I think you're being a rocket, you're a Rockets fan, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like they're in the West. You know, I'm I'm a fan of a team that's also in the West. And so that was kind of like the Patriots for you know, now, the- like I hated Derek Fisher. That's who I hated because he loved to crush the Rockets. Yeah. Like we fought with them in the playoffs a lot. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, mostly I hated them because they, and it wasn't really even the team themselves. It was the, the bandwagon, like Lakers fans in, in Texas that just aggravated me. And so See, I, I never experienced a lot of, a lot of Lakers fans. And like there's, I, I knew a lot of Spurs fans. And then when I got to Baylor, I knew a t- like every, it felt like everybody that went to Baylor was a Mavericks fan. That's kind of how I grew to hate the Mavericks so much. Well, I mean, you have Baylor is weird because you have a, a large contingent from like the DFW area. Yeah. Or who have roots there like myself, who are, who are Dallas sports fans. Yeah. There's definitely have, the majority of people that yeah. go to Baylor are, are Dallas apologists, but you have a lot of, of, of Houston people too. Yeah, but it's not as much. Not as much. Like we of the we are we are very present, and there's still a lot of Austin and San Antonio yeah. kids there too. Yeah, like I'm my, one of my great friends, um, 
John Warren. He is a he's from Corpus Christi. He's a huge Astros fan, but he's like a diehard like Spurs. Yeah, that's pretty common. A lot of most like San Antonio people, I feel like San Antonio and like the San Antonio like contingent of Texas, I feel like is Astros, Cowboys, Spurs. Which is wild to me. But again, like I'm from the DFW area. So like my whole my whole life, it's been like this is like I'm geographically tied to these teams. So these are my teams. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm from Houston, so my job is to love Houston teams and hate Dallas teams. Well, that's what like the um I I'd, I'd mentioned this, I guess there's like is like a, maybe a month or two months ago, like people were talking about like I can't I don't understand how you are rooting for a team out of your geographic region that I just, I want to know like how you got to this place. I mean, you know, if you're from a random state that doesn't have pro stuff, why not just pick? Well, I mean, I think that's what like here in where I live in Louisiana, like what I have like a lot of, I know I've met a lot of people who are like Mets fans. I'm like, how did this come about? I want to know like, because like when you're deciding on a team and you, you don't want to be a front runner, but you want to like you you'll pick somebody that you've probably seen a lot of like that's a major franchise and, and a major I get it, city. but you have the Braves in closer proximity and the in the Astros. Who cares about the Braves? Every and people hate us. Like I don't care. I don't need any more Astros fans. They can not be Astros fans. That's fine with me. Well, that's what I like about Astros fans is because like uh, I want the more of Astros fans to like kind of steer into like, yeah, we're the, we're the heel. We're the villains. Yeah. I don't care. What? Like, yeah, we, we still cheated. have my trophy. We cheated. So what, what are you yeah. gonna do about it? My trophy that's what, that's still exists. That's all I care exactly. about. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I'm here for. My trophy is more real than Reggie Bush's Heisman. That's how I feel about Baylor's uh, big 12 championships. <laughs> if they lead in fun shit, they're still our championships and what? <laughs> all, all right. right. It's that's all 11 11. That's one, all I one, one, one. I'm done. I think we should end on 11 11. <laughs> Where can the people find you, Matt? Find me on Twitter at Matt D. Workman. Find the uh, podcast on Twitter at The Bear Den Pod. How about you, Joe? At the underscore Joe underscore Goodman, as always, I think I'll try to be a little bit more active a little bit this weekend. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, as always, thanks for tuning in, tuning in and sick and bears. Yep. Tune in next week for Moon Knight 2.0. Boom. Sports Social Podcast Network.